0: Whatever the Lord pleases, He does, in heaven and in earth, in the seas and in all deeps. Our triune God is sovereign over all. He's got the whole creation in His hands. Welcome to In the Bullpen Up and Ready, a ministry of developing contenders. The call has come. You need to get up and ready now. And look who's coming up. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. Francis Turton wrote this about Yahweh's sovereignty, providence, and second causes. These two things we derive most clearly from the scriptures that the providence of God concurs with all second causes, and especially with the human will. Yet the contingency and liberty of the will of man remain unimpaired. But how these two things can consist in each other, no mortal can, in this life, perfectly understand. Keep those words of Turretin in mind as you hear these words of God. Words found in 2 Chronicles 18 Verses 18 through 22. Micaiah said, Therefore hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne, and all the host of heaven standing on his right and on his left. The Lord said, Who will entice Ahab, king of Israel, to go up and fall at Ramoth-Gilead? And one said this, while another said that. Then a spirit came forward, and stood before the Lord and said, I will entice him. And the Lord said to him, How? He said, I will go and be a deceiving spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. Then he said, You are to entice him and prevail also. Go and do so. Now therefore behold, the Lord has put a deceiving spirit in the mouth of these your prophets, for the Lord has proclaimed disaster against you. A.W. Pink wrote, So far from God being under a law of right, he is a law unto himself, so that whatsoever he does is right, and woe to the rebel that calls his sovereignty into question. I sandwiched our text with the quotes from Turretin and Pink to guard us from going places we shouldn't go as we look into what this passage teaches. Now, the background is this. Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, went to visit Ahab, king of Israel, and they discussed going to war together. Jehoshaphat should have ended the conversation at that point in time, but he didn't. But we do have to give him some credit. He did tell Ahab that they ought to inquire of the Lord first. So 400 prophets, false prophets, these guys were just yes-men for Ahab, came. They enthusiastically said, Go! You're going to be victorious. Jehoshaphat said, wait a second. Isn't there a true prophet of the Lord anywhere that we can hear from? And there was, Micaiah. But Ahab did not like him at all. Why? Because he wouldn't declare, like the false prophets, what the king wanted to hear. Micaiah was going to declare the word of the Lord. And as Micaiah is brought, he is told in no uncertain terms that he ought to get in line with the other prophets. But not only did Micaiah tell the king not to go to war, he didn't agree with the 400 false prophets, he also related the truth of how it was the 400 men encouraged the king to go to war and told them that he would win. But what are we to make of this behind-the-scenes truth that is revealed? Well, whether the prophets received the deceiving spirit from the devil or a demon, God was in complete control. And the 400 men, along with King Ahab, were in complete rebellion. God is sovereign, and man is responsible. Ahab chose to believe the 400 and reject the word of Micaiah. And he did so because he was bent on pursuing his desire. And he did so even after the truth was declared and explained to him. What a contrast between King Ahab and Micaiah. Micaiah was uncompromising in his obedience to Yahweh, uncompromising even though it meant standing alone. One man hated truth. The other loved it. One man went with the crowd. The other stood alone. Are you more like Ahab or Micaiah?